The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream, where you uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm your host, Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, here on Unity Online Radio. So happy to be here with you. If you have a question today about a dream you've been having that's left you perplexed, or a lucid dream, or a desire to have more lucid dreams, or more perplexing dreams... Because, you know, it's strange not to have a strange dream. If your dreams are too ordinary, that's a problem. Um, The number to call is 816-251-3555. Again, it's 816-251-3555. And we've got an amazing guest in the queue for you, Mr. Robert Wagoner, who I'll bring out in just a minute. But let's do a quick little centering, shall we? It's been a wild week over here for me, so I feel like I need this for me more than anything. So let's just take a deep breath together and just stop and drop into the inner silence, releasing, letting go of all shoulds, have tos, any hurry, scurry, flurry, any of the stuff that you don't want to carry into the rest of your day. Drop it now like it's hot. And with every new breath, Breathe in your connection to your lucidity, your access to the sunlight of the spirit, or even beyond the sunlight of the spirit, as my guest Robert Wagoner will explore and take us into. Let's just open ourselves up to that which brightens us and enlightens us and causes us to feel light and clear and open wide like we're children back in that that time when we were just that all that was important to us was was play and fun and let's bring in the wisdom of who we are now let's blend that wise playfulness so that we can play in this in this sandbox called dreams today with one another giving so much thanks for this technology called unity online radio and the thousands of things going on behind the scenes and the and the wonderful people like Jeff and even Louie and Diane Ray behind the scenes helping to bring this to us and I just want to thank my co-host Nancy T for being so awesome and Cooper and Carson helping her out in the background as her background singers. And I especially want to be just expressing gratitude for my amazing guest who's going to illuminate us today and change our lives. No pressure. It's I just know it's a guarantee. I've already seen it in the stars. So with all of this, I just say thank you. And let's open this space wide up here on Unity Online Radio. For your dreams, your insights, this is your time to wake up with your dreams and from your dreams and have um, a dreamy life. All right. So, Nancy T., bring us yes. the dream oracle card for the day, the the, or, the hero's journey dream oracle card du jour 
that will be a little message, a little lucid nudge to all of us listening for how to live a little bit dreamier than we were before. Well, I just so happened to choose the final card in the whole deck. It's called oh, A wow. Splendid Torch. A Splendid hmm. Torch, number 52. And it says Blaze Brightly. And that excited me. I've never seen this card. So hmm. I can't wait to read all about it. But here's the quote that goes with the card. And it is, this is the true joy in life, the being used for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one. I want to be thoroughly used up when I die, for the harder I work, the more I live. I rejoice in life for its own sake. Life is no brief candle for me. It is sort of splendid torch, which I have which I have got hold of for just a moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. And that's George Bernard Shaw. What a beautiful quote. So the message is, reflect upon your hero's journey and recognize that you are more yourself now than you've ever been. And there's more where that came from. After all, the end of one journey is the beginning of the next. But before you embark upon your next adventure, take a moment to acknowledge yourself for participating in this quest and for keeping your eternal flame of purpose burning bright. At this point, you don't have to wait for others to light your fire because the permission you need has already been granted. Know that true joy comes from being a splendid torch that lights the way for others. And the dream symbol is fire. Dreams of fire reflect that you are hot stuff. Your self-expression <laughs> has been ignited and is running full throttle. You may be amidst tra major transformation, moving from one stage of your life to the next, like the caterpillar becoming the butterfly. Perhaps you're unrecognizable to your former self. Unleash your power mindfully and realize that with heat, power comes responsibility and maturity. Burning away limiting beliefs and self-concepts that no longer serve your highest expression is an alchemical initiation. And the mantra is, I know how to light myself on fire and I burn brightly as a celebration of life. Woo! Well bred, Nancy T. Hot diggity smoking. You said drop it like it's hot, and there you go. <laughs> I did. I did. So many synchronicities. It's so funny. Um, some We were playing with a few friends the other day, and they were saying, Kelly, there's no bad cards in your deck. I'm like, that doesn't mean that the hero's journey, the stages of the hero's journey that these cards are inspired around and with adding a dream element, most of the stages of the hero's journey are gnarly. There's only the reward stage is just one like happy stage, but the rest of the stages are pretty dark. But oh, I said yeah. it's all in the frame. But if you see transform, if you see fire as a transformation, then you have a different frame around it. So thank you so much for giving us that positive way of reading it. That was hilarious, Nancy. Thank you so much. But that's going to be the theme. Let's see if it shows up again later on the show. But before we get further ahead of ourselves, let me just tell you a little bit about Robert Wagoner. He wrote the acclaimed book, Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self. It's now in its 10th printing. And he's co-authored Lucid Dreaming, Plain and Simple with Carolyn McCready. 
Both books are in Audible, Kindle, and CDs and MP3s. His books have been translated into French, German, Chinese, Korean, Czech, Finnish, and other languages. Oh, my Lord. His, he's big time. A past president of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, IASD, Wagoner serves as co-editor of their online magazine, The Lucid Dreaming Experience, the ongoing publication devoted specifically to lucid dreaming. A lucid dreamer since 1975, he's logged more than a thousand lucid dreams. Wagoner speaks on the science and practice of lucid dreaming internationally. He conducts online workshops with GlideWing.com, and he travels around around the world teaching people about the depth and beauty of lucid dreaming. So join me today, everyone, put your hands together virtually or actually for Robert Wagoner. Robert, thank you so much for joining Nancy T and I here on Unity Online Radio on the Ask Dr. Dream Show. Welcome. Oh, thanks, Kelly. It's great to be here. So wonderful to see you and to hear your voice. I remember meeting you at the IASD conference several times and just being so impressed with the the pearls of wisdom that you have to share. Um, so just for those who haven't met you yet or don't know about you, tell us a little bit about how you first, like back in the 70s, when you first had, when you first got into lucid dreaming, what was that like for you? You know, um, I spontaneously had a lucid dream when I was like 10 or 11 years old. Um, I, rem- I remember that dream very clearly. I was in my public library, and I was looking at books when suddenly I saw a little Tyrannosaurus Rex walk <laughs> through the, the book aisles. And, and I thought, wait a second, aren't dinosaurs are extinct. How can this be? And then I realized, oh, I must be dreaming. And that was the first time I ever became lucidly aware. But but, uh, then in 1975, when I was a junior in high school, um, I I was reading a book where um, Carlos Castaneda's book, Journey to Ixland, where his Mm -hmm. shamanic teacher, Don Juan, suggests that he find his hands in the dream state and realize he's dreaming. And there wasn't a technique, so I just kind of invented my own technique and three nights later had my first consciously induced lucid dream. Well, so what was your own technique then? If it wasn't the hands method, what did you do? Well, so it, if you read the book, there really isn't, isn't uh, much of a hands method in the book, uh, Journey to Ixland. So, so I knew about the power of suggestion and hypnosis. Mm-hmm. So what I'd do every night before I'd go to sleep, I would just look at the palm of my hands while telling myself, repeatedly in my mind, uh, tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight in my dreams, mm-hmm. I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. And so I do this for about five or six minutes, and then I'd be so sleepy, I'd fall asleep. On the third night of doing this, I'm walking through my high school hallway, and suddenly my hands just pop right in front of my face, and I realize, wait a second, my hands, oh, this is a dream. And it was so incredible to see my hands and realize, oh, I'm dreaming this. These are dream characters over here. And, and this wall that feels so real and nubby and cool, it's, it's actually dream stuff. And so that, that's, mm. um, that's how I managed to uh, learn how to lucid dream by creating this power of suggestion, um, making my hands a signal to remind myself that I'm dreaming. 
Wow. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> I'm, I'm blown it? away. That is so cool. I'm trying that tonight. Okay, well, how, how, well you, you never know when people are listening to this show, whether because right now it's the morning, but but some people might be listening later. But I think even now, everyone who's listening right now, wherever you are, stop if you can, unless you're driving, you need your hands on the wheel. But if you can grab one hand, look at it, look at your hands if you can, and just say, and what is it exactly, Robert? Give us the exact yeah. quote. Tonight in my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight in my Tonight, dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. Tonight, Tonight in my, my dreams, dreams, I'll see see my hands and I'll know I'm dreaming and I'll realize I'm dreaming. Right. Does it matter? And I'll realize I'm dreaming. You know, everyone uh, can use whatever language works best for them. But, but I just say tonight, my dreams, I'll see my hands and realize I'm dreaming. That's a wonderful, simple way to say it. And it's direct and it's clear. And we can all do that if we want to have more lucid dreams or any lucid dreams. I am not a big lucid dreamer. I've had just a few and the ones that I've had have been magical and I've loved them. I The last one I had was actually years ago when I was in Spain and there was a woman, she was reaching into a refrigerator and she had this beautiful flowered lotus tattoo on her back. And there was something so vivid about the colors on her back and I I was struck there was something about that 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 made me realize that I was dreaming and I I and I tried to look at her face and I tried to think well why is she here what are we doing and 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 it didn't go much further but I saw a glimpse of her face and then the next day I was conducting a, a dream workshop in Spain and there was a woman with dark hair and I didn't recognize it to be her until I saw her bend over and reach into this little refrigerator in this side room and it was her with the lotus tattoo on her back and wow. she became a significant part of the workshop and and um I it's somebody who contributed a lot and probably somebody I should stay in touch with. But what do you make of that? If you have you I'm sure you've had you've had so many different experiences, but what about meeting somebody first in a lucid dream and then finding them later in your life? Is that something that that's happened to you or that you can speak to? Well, you know, what happens a lot for um for people like me like lucid dreamers will will be in the dream. Um just assume that's reality, of course. We just go along with whatever's happening, we just assume it's real. And then we'll see a dream figure that we represent, that we remember from the night before. And we'll think, wait a second, where, where did I see that person? Oh, it was in last night's dream. Oh, this must be a dream. And so, so sometimes I think when we see these uh, uh, recurring dream figures, then that can prompt lucidity. But sometimes in our waking life, uh, I, I call it living lucidly, when we have these moments like you had where you see something that you've seen in the dream before, but now you're seeing it in waking reality, and it makes you realize, oh, there's something important going on here. I need to pay attention. And so we have these right. moments of living lucidly um, that, that can happen as well. At the very least, pay attention and know that there may be something important that will reveal itself that you might have missed otherwise. So the voice that you're hearing that's not mine or Nancy's, it's Robert Wagner. He's the author of Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self. If you have a question for Robert about how to have lucid dreams, anything else that relates any in any way to lucid dreaming or to just some really cool dreams that you're having, the number to call is area code 816-251-3555. And we've got, we have Keith Anthony Blanchard 
I'm going to bring you on. Keith Anthony Blanchard, do you have a question or comment for my wonderful guest, Robert Wagoner, or a thought about your own dreams? Hello, beautiful people. Uh, for the last Hello, beautiful weeks, Keith. <laughs> I'm really digging the show. One of my absolute favorite topics is lucid dreaming. I do it every mm. night. For the last couple of weeks, uh, yeah. two weeks ago and last night, but two weeks ago, I come to a state of full-blown awareness. We know what that's like. And mm. I see on the side of me two female lions. And I was kind of mm. like, whoa, what's this? <laughs> uh, but I, then I soon realized that, you know, I'm in no danger here. At least this is the mindset in my dream. And then as I'm looking at the two female lions, the lionesses, over my head, I'm, I'm sort of sitting on the ground. Over me, walks literally over me, a male lion's big, full mane. And last night, same thing. I'm sort of sitting on the ground, but not yet. Um, and this black panther just jumps over over me. Mm. So I was wondering. Mm. I, I mean, I get all the general meanings of what cats are. Mm. They're stealthy and all these different things about cats. But I was wondering if you guess Robert might have some further insight that I'm so close to the dynamic, I'm not pulled mm. back enough to actually see what might be happening. Mm. Robert Wagoner, okay. if it were your dream, what would you say to Keith Anthony Blanchard? Yeah, Keith, um, that, that's a wonderful uh, set of dream symbols. Uh, oftentimes in lucid dreaming, especially in uh, shamanic traditions, because lucid dreaming is an ancient spiritual tradition that's been studied in Buddhism for 2,000 years under dream yoga, and it's been in Sufism for more than 1,000 years, and in shamanic uh, native traditions for many, many years for many centuries. But in some um, Central and South American tradition, the Black Panther, because it hunts at night, it's actually the power animal, or one of the power animals, connected to lucid dreaming in, in their mm, way. Wow. And, oh. and so if, if I was in a dream or lucid dream and saw a Black Panther, um, it would suggest to me, and I'd have to look at the entire context of the dream, that that somehow um, I'm being encouraged to um, uh, go deeper along this path and, and discover the real power of lucid dreaming. Ooh. Thank you. Wow. wow. That, that is so cool. <laughs> Leave it to Perfect Keith Anthony timing. Blanchard. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Leave it to him. Wow. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. That's so cool. How does that leave you feeling, Keith? Powerful, empowered, empowered. Mm, I think we're all having a little dream FOMO, a little, yeah. a little dream envy. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> Why isn't that my dream? <laughs> that's that's the hashtag. <laughs> yes, Robert. Kelly, I have a little bit of a funny story uh, regarding power animals. Uh, if you have a few minutes. Oh uh, yeah, for you, it's okay. all about you. So yes, we've got time. So, so I, I was giving a, um, a talk, uh, and there's like 110 people there. And, and at the end of the talk, a whole line of people occur that you know want to ask me questions after the talk. And at the end of the row, I, I see that there's this one woman. I, I can tell she's from a foreign country. So finally, it's about uh, almost 11 o'clock at night now, and she finally gets up and tells me she hasn't dreamt in two and a half years. And could I help her? And I said, well, did you have a traumatic incident occurred two and a half years ago? And she said, oh, yes, mm. I lost my husband, and I haven't mm. dreamt since that time. 
And so I said, you know, well, sometimes we have traumatic events and we just shut down our dream, but basically all you normally have to do is just tell your inner self, hey, inner self, I'm ready to remember my dreams again, and your dreams will start up. And she told me in her Russian accent, she had tried that, it hadn't worked, and she needed help. And and by now, I was so tired, I just told her, look, tonight I'm going to dream about your situation, and tomorrow morning I'll I'll tell you the dreams, and it'll give you the solution. So give me your email, and, and we'll work this out. Anyway, that ah. night, uh, the first night, or the first dream was I got to experience the four countries that she had lived in and and what a powerful person she was to overcome all the struggles that she had endured. And, and that wow. was just really incredible to, to kind of have that experience. Then the second dream was this. In my right hand, I'm being pulled along by... Um, by a black panther, and it mm. uh, wasn't a black panther; it was a jaguar. I'm sorry, it was a jaguar. And in the left hand, I'm being pulled by like some giant fish, like a whale or something. And the entire mm. night, I was being elusively pulled around by these two power animals. Wow! And so I woke up in the morning, and I I with the woman, and I said. I've had these two dreams. These are what the dreams mean to me. And this final dream about the power animals is that you're being called on a deep spiritual path and your ego is resisting it and that's why you're not remembering your dreams. And she wrote me back and she goes, oh my God, you don't know this, but I've met this jaguar shaman shaman, and he says that I was a jaguar person and oh my God, I can't believe that you said this. And, and, and then she wrote me the next day and say, oh, my dreams return." But it was just that this new life change had occurred. Her husband had passed away, and now her life was taking a deep spiritual turn, but her ego was refusing to go along with it. And uh, and so after after I had this dream experience for her, then it was just obvious to her that um, it was a real legitimate calling and, and just not, not something, mm. some fantasy or something. But anyway. That is so powerful. Yeah, that's that's why I encourage Keith to uh, pay attention to that symbol. It's um, quite rare because jaguars mm-hmm. and black panthers, these are animals that often hunt at night, and so they're connected with kind of night wisdom and uh, the things we learn. Mm-hmm. Oh, my thank God. Thank what you. a beautiful story. Keith, thank you so much for sharing that dream with us. And don't and keep keep sharing. Keep let us know what happens next in the saga of Keith Anthony Blanchard. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Um, thank you, Dave. Thanks. Um, okay, so I just want to address, I was kind of being silly about hashtag dream envy, but I want to let anyone and everyone know who's listening. From my perspective, Robert, I'd like to hear this from you too. Um, I always like to say that that when someone shares a really cool dream, if you have ears to hear it and you're in a spirited dream circle kind of energy, then on some level that dream becomes yours. You your your subconscious mind is listening. You're connected to it. So so we don't have to have dream envy. We can just borrow that dream and and feel like it's connected to us because we happen to hear it. We happen to be there to hear it. What do you have to say about that? You know, I think that's really true because every, everybody's experience is uniquely their own. And even when you hear someone else's dream, it, it awakens something in you. you there, 
those symbols speak to you in your own unique way as well. So, so I, I agree with you totally. Yay, Nancy, we don't have to have dream FOMO or dream envy. Yay. No, we sure don't. We sure don't. I have a question, though. <laughs> yes, hit it. <laughs> and I've Take been it, wondering, Nancy. I've been wondering. Okay, so I used to use lucid dream all the time, and then suddenly it dried up. And I wondered if, I, I can't think of what was happening in my life at that time, and I wish I had, but do certain points in your life cause you to lucid dream more often, or do you think I was more receptive at the time, or what could be the reason that it would come and go like that? Yeah, you know, Nancy, I, I do these online workshops that go on for 30 days um, with psychwings.com, mm. and they're so much fun because over the course of 30 days, uh, it gives us all the participants a lot of time to apply uh, mm. the techniques and try to have lucid dreams and all that kind of stuff. But, but this question of lucid dream droughts comes up quite a bit. And here's what I've asked people to do. Go back in their dream journals and try to find that last lucid dream and see if there was something in it that you found troubling or that your ego did not want to follow or that your mm -hmm. ego was in disagreement with or gave you some situation that you couldn't resolve. I'll tell you, normally when people go back and look at their last lucid dream, they'll see that the dream drought didn't occur because dream droughts occurred. It occurred because their ego didn't like what they were being shown or told. Oh, or oh my gosh. You are so right. That actually happened. My last lucid dream, and, and the thing about it is I don't remember what the dream was about, but I remember in the dream saying, okay, this dream is getting a little bit too intense for me. And I poked my finger in the air like I was popping a bubble and it made a bubble popping sound. And um, then the dr I woke up. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> I, mean, I loved that. Bingo. That was kind of cool. But I know something uh, in there was disturbing the heck out of me. Yeah. <sighs> and you also popped the dream bubble. But, but I'll tell you what, um, if, if you just tell your inner self, hey, I'm, I'm ready again to uh, revisit that issue, to uh, try to keep moving forward, um, uh, there's a good chance your lucid dreaming will return. Or okay. you can ask your inner self, give me that same issue, but not quite so intensely so I can begin to uh, try to work through it. Because one Ooh. of the things that all lucid dreamers learn is that Oh, we're going to a break. So we're going to, on the other side of this break, we'll hear the rest of what Robert is about to tell Nancy about lucid dreaming. And I've got something to say to Nancy that has a little something to do with Mae West. Might sound strange, but I think it's going to help with lucid dreaming. So stay, <laughs> stay here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back here on Unity Online Radio on Ask Dr. Dream. We'll be right back. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you enjoy our programming, we invite you to support it by visiting unityonlineradio.org and clicking on Donate Now. Help us continue to provide inspiring content to everyone. Thank you for your support.
Here's a Unity Teachable Moment with Reverend Blair Tabor from Unity San Diego, taken from a talk called Sacred Service, The Ultimate Spiritual Growth. Who we are and who we perceive ourselves to be as human beings is just such a small part of who we are as spiritual beings. You remember the phrase that I like, you know, Emily Cady says, God did not make you to be spiritual pygmies, but spiritual giants. You know, and do we live as if we're spiritual giants? No, we don't. We live, we live as if we're you know, weak human beings. You know, we're spiritual giants. We need to live that way in our lives. So we have to let go of the ego. It's a challenge because we spent so much energy and focus on, on our ego, on dressing a certain way and talking a certain way and looking a certain way and, and lining ourselves in certain ways to, to uphold that ego identity. But as we're willing to let that go, let it be permeable to spirit, then what we find is we're connected to that infinite oneness that is God. To find a Unity Church near you, visit unity.org. Know Yourself as Divine, Stations of the Cosmic Christ. A new book from Matthew Fox and Bishop Mark Andrus introduce a spiritual practice designed to help you realize the divine within. Combining prayer and an interpretation of the Stations of the Cross, featuring beautiful imagery, you will be led on a process of transformation. This book will help you discover the most caring, courageous, and compassionate parts of yourself. Get your copy today at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Indian saint and mystic Kabir is quoted as saying, One drop of divine love can turn you to gold. Immerse yourself in the work of Kabir with acclaimed poet, author, and spiritual teacher Andrew Harvey in his book, Turn Me to Gold, 108 Poems of Kabir. Andrew shares the powerful and timeless words of Kabir in a way that is accessible to all with beautiful photography by Brett Hurd. This is a book you will turn to again and again. Available now at Amazon.com or Unity.org shop. Would you like to experience more peace and joy in your life through A Course in Miracles? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley support you in discovering the powerful life lessons available through this unique spiritual thought system that teaches the way to love and peace is through forgiveness. Join Jennifer every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central for A Course in Miracles, living the love, walking the talk, to experience the healing for yourself on Unity Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Call now with your question or comment. 816-251-3555. That's 816-251-3555. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. Nancy T. and I are having a most lively and lovely and luscious conversation with lucid dreaming expert Robert Wagoner. Before we get any further, I just want y'all to know you can find out about his lucid dreaming classes at glidewing.com. So make sure you check that out. And over on in over in my world, I've got a few things going on. If you're in the Denver area, I'm going to be the keynote speaker at I at the morning session. It starts at 8.30 in the morning, yikes, on Friday the 7th of June. And then after that, I will be at the Shining Lotus Bookstore, isn't that lovely, at 2 p.m. on the 8th Signing Books. And there's a private dream circle. If you're really, really interested and really, really nice, I'll let you know 
info about that. So send me an email if you'd like at kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. And if you haven't already checked out the new Hero's Journey Dream Journal, you need a dream journal. And this is the, this is my favorite one. I'm, I'm a little partial, but the images and the quotes and the feeling of the book is so, mm, it just makes you want to write and write and write and get down to the bottom and the nitty gritty of your dream. So get the Hero's Journey Dream Journal to go with your dream, your Hero's Journey Dream Oracle cards. And soon will be out the Hero's Journey Dream Meditations out on Blue Angel Publishing. I'm really excited about that. All right. So back to Robert Wagoner. We've been having such an amazing conversation. Conversation. He is a pioneer. He is the. He is such. He's had. He's logged over a thousand of probably more than that at this point. A thousand of his own lucid dreams. His book is Lucid Dreaming: Gateway to the Self. That's that's kind of his first and foremost book. And his other his other book is also called. Oh, where did that go? Um, I've lost it. Lucid Dreaming, Plain and Simple, co-authored with Carolyn McCready. But to find out the simple way, if you are listening to this and you're like, gosh, darn it, I want to be a lucid dreamer. I need more lucid dreams in my life. I'm tired of this lucid dream drought. Go to glidewing.com and sign up for one of his 30-day classes. And I don't know that I'm going to guarantee you're going to start lucid dreaming, but I would say if you really apply yourself, it, it works if you work it. So work it glidewing.com and also his website is lucidadvice.com robert wagoner's uh, website is lucidadvice.com so right before the break robert was giving nancy some advice about how to get over her dream drought um first of all finding out about what her last lucid dream was and she realized that it overwhelmed her and robert was telling her some things to do about getting her lucid dreams back so robert back to you You know what happened to me, uh, Kelly, as I went deeper into lucid dreaming, I realized that part of growing as a lucid dreamer is um, resolving fears and resolving concerns. Mm. And and Mm. what's beautiful in the lucid dream state is it's so mentally reflective. Like, if you believe you can fly through a wall, then you can fly through a wall. But if you expect to have trouble, you'll just bounce off uh, when you hit that wall, even though it's a dream wall. Because your your doubt, you know, will keep you from growing and, and keep you from exploring. So, so I, I learned really quickly that uh, whenever I was confronted with something that was um, intense, uh, you know, I just had to kind of trust that the dream was trying to show me something, trying to encourage me to grow. And, and so, even as I went deeper, sometimes I'd see banners in the sky in my lucid dreams that said trust. Nothing to fear, or a voice behind me would say, "Trust, nothing to fear." And so, so I really realized that, that 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 kind of sense of fearlessness and developing our trust that our inner self is only giving us as much as it feels that we can deal with is really the way forward. And, and so when Nancy told me that her last lucid dream had some pretty intense energy in it, that kind of got her concerned. Um, sometimes the ego doesn't like uh, strange experiences and doesn't like too much intense energy, and, and that's why sometimes people have dream droughts, especially people who have mm. been pretty good lucid dreamers up to that point. The, oh, my the God. Ego this decides, is... oh, that, that, was, that was too scary. I don't want to go back there. 
that really what's happening, though, is your inner self is trying to encourage you to grow, to move beyond your comfort zone, to really become the full, true, total, complete person that you really are. So, oh, my so that, God. This is, this is wisdom. To, to go for it. This isn't just wisdom for lucid dreaming. This is wisdom for lucid living and, and just living a fearless life. This is so profound. I'm so grateful. So we've got so many callers. I want to make sure we get to as many as possible. And also I have my own questions for you. So I'm a little bit spastic, but let's see. I'll, oh, oh, Nancy, I was going to tell you the thing about Mae West. When it comes to being yes. overwhelmed, think of Mae West. One of her famous quotes is, too much of a good thing is amazing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. And all I thought Keep she ever said was come up and see me sometime. But okay. Oh, that too. <laughs> Say that to your lucid dreams. Lucid dreams tonight in my dreams. Come up and see me sometime. All right. We've got Alberta. Alberta um calling in from I'm not sure where. Or are you calling in from Alberta? You're on the show with um Nancy T and I and Robert oh, Wagner. Probably, yeah. It's Brett. Who is Brett? Brett Walker, Gelman, welcome. Oh, welcome Hi, to the jungle. All right, Brett, do you have a question for I Robert do. I Wagner? I have a really quick question. It's funny you just mentioned fear and living a fearless life, what this all kind of mm. goes together. So my question is, during your waking life, do emotions and like fear or depression, if you're, fear, if you're leading a fearful life, will that affect your dreams? Mm, great question. All right. So, um, so I, I think that's a wonderful question. Um, you know, oftentimes I believe one of the fundamental purposes of dreaming is to help us to resolve emotional issues and, and to process emotion that we've been dealing with. Um, oftentimes I can tell, uh, and I get a clue of this in lucid dreaming. So let's say um, I see something strange and I realize, oh, this must be a dream and I become lucidly aware Often I can tell what my mental emotional state is by how dim the dreamscape is. If it's, mm. if it's like there's a 10 watts of light or 20 watts of light, you know, it's very dusky and kind of dark. I, I realize that it's reflecting back to me kind of my energy level, my either mental or emotional energy level. So, so uh, and, and in a lucid dream, you can announce greater awareness now or more clarity now, and it's like someone will turn up the lights and, and get you up to 40 or 60 watts of, of, of light. But, but yes, uh, uh, emotions play a big part in dreaming and lucid dreaming, and so uh, also I'd say in the lucid dreams, they're almost immediately reflected. Awesome. Ooh, I love what you just said. I love what you just said. And it's kind of like treating your lucid dreams the way um, we treat Alexa. Like, Alexa, turn up the volume. Alexa, make it brighter in here. It's like lucid dreaming. Uh, make it clearer. Like, what do you mean by that? It's so you great. Know, <laughs> you know, uh, Kelly and Nancy, uh, what happened to me, so I taught myself how to lucid dream in 1975. Then the scientific evidence for lucid dreaming came out in 1981. And I was mm. the happiest person in the world because I've been lucid dreaming for six years and really couldn't right. talk to anybody about it because they said, oh, you know, you're having a dream of being in a dream. And I said, no, I'm, I'm aware I'm in a dream. I mean, that's all. But anyway, the scientific evidence came out in 81. And then in 1985, that's when I had my first lucid dream where I realized that there might be an awareness behind the dream. 
Ooh, so tell us about I started that. Doing, yeah, so, so I was part of a dream group, a lucid dream group, and every month we had a goal to achieve. And one month the goal was to find out what the dream figures in your lucid dream represent. And so mm. that month I became lucid. I remembered, oh, yeah, we have a goal. Oh, yeah, that's the goal. Find out what the dream figures represent. So I went up to a dream figure, and I said in my Midwestern way, excuse me, but what do you <laughs> represent? And instead of the dream figure responding, which is what I thought would happen, a, a voice, you know, like 15 feet above him, boomed out a response, uh, an, an invisible voice uh, boomed out a response. And the response wasn't totally clear, so I asked for a clarification, and then it boomed out a full response that made sense. But which I was? Up, I thought, wait, 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 what was the well, response? So I asked him, what do you represent? And this voice boomed out, the acquired characteristics. And, and I thought about that. I said, the acquired characteristics of what? And, and, and then the voice, I could have to think about it, it boomed out, the acquired characteristics of the happy giver. And I thought, okay, that's what this guy represents. I'm going to wake up wow. and write this down. And then I remember the day before I had been in Chicago on a business trip, and I met this woman who was the head of a nonprofit. And she was such an unhappy person. She told me the only reason people gave to her organization was to get their name listed in the annual list of donors. And oh. as, as she was as she was talking, I thought, I thought I think it's a proverb: "The Lord loves a happy giver," because she was such an unhappy receiver. And so, mm. so she was a little bit of a resident. But anyway, to get to the bigger point, after that lucid dream, I began to wonder. Is there an awareness behind the dream? Mm. And so after that, I began to ignore the dream figures in lucid dreams, and I would just shout out questions, hey, dream, show me something important for me to see. And suddenly something important would change, or the entire lucid dream would change. Or, hey, dream, mm. show me my life as if it was a painting. And suddenly in the sky, a giant painting would appear. That's why I call my, my first book, Lucid Dreaming Gateway to the Inner Self. Lucid mm-hmm. dreaming is a way that you can begin to interact with your unconscious mind directly. And people have sent me the most incredible lucid dreams of interacting with their larger awareness or this awareness behind the dream. It's truly, truly phenomenal. So anyway, that's why lucid dreaming is so cool. You can take it so deep, but you gotta know you gotta know how to do it and that's why I write books on lucid. Oh, that's why that's why we've got to buy all your books and attend Glidewing classes. Um, this is and treat your dreams like they're Alexa and watch and see what they do. Okay, so let's take a caller here. This is Ilana. Ilana, welcome to Ask Dr. Dream here on Unity Online Radio. Is this the Ilana that I know or is this another Ilana? I think it's Ilana that you know from Montreal, indeed. <laughs> You wanna? Yeah, it's you wanna, not Alana. You want? Anyway, it's you wanna, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a real honor. Uh, I've I've read You're your welcome. book, Doctor Wagner. It's um, and I was always a lucid dreamer. I mean, always for since I was a kid. And uh, I was just wondering, what do you think about? I find sometimes when I become lucid in a dream, I um, I tend to do a bit of an ego trip. Like instead of. Sometimes I prefer to just remember that in this world I can do this or that rather than, oh, lucid dream. Because sometimes I, I waste time patting myself on the back uh, mm, about being a lucid mm. dreamer. Like I had a dream where 
I was lucidly interacting with a therapist and I thought, you are the best therapist, I was telling him, that I could possibly have because you are connected directly to my subconscious. And he said, no, no, what are you talking about? I said, yes, you're in my lucid dream. And I spent, instead of actually having some meaningful conversation, way too much time trying to convince the therapist that he's in my lucid dream, flying around the room, doing things. And I think sometimes I just realize, oh, this is that place where I could fly and do this or that, or even connect to a dream and continue it. But don't get to hang up about this whole, oh, I'm in a lucid dream, because I it may be in my case, I tend to get a bit of a of an ego diversion, but I'm so cool at lucid dreaming. <laughs> that is amazing. Um, I've never heard anybody say that before. That was beautiful. What, what's your response to that, Dr. Robert Wagner? You know, so, so what I encourage people to do is uh, when they become lucidly aware, I, first I want them to stabilize the lucid dream. So, so you don't want to get too excited. You've got to tell yourself to calm down or look, look at something boring, look at the floor. You know, just calm down so you don't get too excited and pop out of the lucid dream. And, and, and you want to, there's techniques in my books about how to stabilize the lucid dream. But what I always encourage people to do, if there's not anything really compelling in the lucid dream at that moment, uh, then what I ask them to think is, what do I really want to do? Because Alana's right. Uh, if you just go along with whatever, I mean, you know, you can mm. go fly around, you can have fun, you can talk to dream figures, you know, you can dance on the roof, you can do whatever you want. And and a lot of times people have these wonderful lucid dream experiences, but they don't ever stop to think, what do I really want to do? Because mm. in my books I show people how other lucid dreamers have used it to heal their physical body, to heal their emotional self, to... Uh, perform uh, spiritual practices, to do some really powerful things. But you got to stop and ask yourself, what do I really want to do? And if you do that, th- then you'll have a lucid dream of quality and, and just not another lucid dream of fun and playing on. Right. And I do. I mean, I listened to one of your programs that really inspired me with, uh, like, tell me something that can heal my heart or open my heart. And I had amazing mm. dreams about that and the whole... Uh, connection to your heart and stuff. It's just sometimes I find that it's just as nice to not get too hung up about the yeah. labeling it a lucid dream. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. No, thank you. That's that's wonderful. I, but because there's so many different ways that everyone can use it. I, I don't have problems with people having fun in lucid dreams. I think that's a great place to start, and that's why we start school in kindergarten and normally have a lot of fun. It's, it's 50% fun, I think, in kindergarten. But, but at mm-hmm. some point, it, it really helps to sit back, back and think, what did I really want to do? And and, uh, and and then we can really do something truly profound. Yeah. And it's also mm-hmm. a great way I find, I often I would work back on in, in nightmares and things because being lucid, I can continue it and, and, and try to face things. And Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah oftentimes mm-hmm. the nightmares, I, I always encourage people to, to ask the nightmarish figure, who are you? Or what do you represent? Because so often in nightmares, we just run away or, or try to fight it. And if we right. run away, we really don't accomplish anything. And if we fight it, normally the fight continues on the next week or the next night or whatever. But mm-hmm. if you ask it, who are you or, or what do you want? Sometimes when you ask those open-ended questions, you get a response that finally gives put some light in on the situation. Okay. 
and, and explains what the dream figure is really all about and what it's That's really a great idea. I think I don't do that enough. Oh. Yeah, I think I, I tend uh, to go and I want to resolve the conflict, but I never stop to ask, like, hey, who are you really? Uh, right. Yeah. Who are you? Why are you here? What do you represent? And I always throw in, and what's your gift? What's the gift you have for me? And I often find some kind of a gift. I don't know. And if there isn't one, then at least, I don't know, it seems to bring out a friendly energy. But, oh, um, Yoana, you're you're the person that you want to hang out with all the time. You always bring such great insight to the show. Thank you so much for calling me. I want to have you Thank call you in all much. the time. Share more dreams with us. Always Thank you good. so much. And Robert, you should know a little something about Yoana. P.S. Um, she's blind. She's been blind since birth. So oh, yeah. she's somebody with incredible lucid dreaming, incredible dreams, vivid dreams, and yet um, not yeah. with sight in our waking waking life. Do you have any oh, thoughts on on why that might be or what that's about? Oh, yeah. no, not really. I, I think it's beautiful, though, um, you know, because because our, our inner side, our inner sight is is really, I think, our true guide in the mm-hmm. world. It's nice to have outer sight, you know, so we don't trip over something or whatever. But but our inner sight is, is where some of our greatest work can be done, and and I think mm. developing those skills is, is really very helpful as we continue on through many many lives. Yes, um, and I just want to do a little plug. A little plug for Yoana. She's an amazing virtuoso on the classical guitar. What's the, what's your website, Yoana, so people can check you out or YouTube channel? Just look for Yoana Guitar on YouTube and you will find stuff because otherwise it's Yoana Ganderbor. It's too complicated, I think. And Yoana is a hard name to spell too, so you might spell that. I-O-A-N-A. What is that? I-O-A-N-A. Guitar. Okay. Thank you so much, Yoana. All right. So... Thank you for calling in. Call back again soon. Okay, so Robert Wagner, let me see. Um, I know one of the times I spoke with you, I was really excited about the frontier of of lucid dreaming. And I know that as, as you continue to inquire into the dream maker or whoever, who, who are you talking to, by the way, when you're asking these questions? Have you figured that out, who you're asking those questions of? Is it your higher self? Is it God? Is Who is it? Is no. it... What what I call it is my larger awareness. It's 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 just a part of me that's aware of much much more than the ego uh, waking self is. I think sometimes our ego waking self uh, connects with our larger awareness, but but in a lucid dream you can just have profound experiences of of probing the depths and the knowledge of of the larger awareness. What's an example of a way that a lucid dream has directly impacted someone's life or your life, like made a difference in their lives? You know, I'll, I'll tell you a story quickly. Um, so, so one of the beautiful things about lucid dreaming is it helps us with our life experience. So, like, for example, let's say the next five times you become lucidly aware, you meditate in your lucid dreams. I'll tell you, after five Ooh. times of meditating in your lucid dreams, then your daily meditations in the waking state suddenly will be so much deeper, so much more quickly and more profound. But, mm. but part of my lucid dreaming, you know, for the last 20-some years has been interacting with my larger awareness. And, and so here's a story of how that's affected my waking life. Uh, it's really affected my ability to connect 
with my larger awareness during the waking state. So, so about 10 years ago, I was meditating one day in the afternoon, and I got down really deep, and I could feel the energy of my larger awareness. And you have to realize that I knew that I was sitting in my easy chair in my living room, and it was 2 o'clock in the afternoon. And so I reached out to my larger awareness with an open-ended question. I say, so, so awareness, what do you have to say to me? And it replied, we want you to send $10,000 to your friend Paul back in your hometown. And I thought, <laughs> what? And, and I came out of that meditation. The next day, the ne- I, I never had this happen before, but the next day I was meditating again in the middle of the afternoon in my easy chair. You get down deep, and now I feel the energy of my larger awareness plus the energy of my friend Paul's deceased mother. And I, and I ask again, I always ask open-ended questions, what do you have to say to me? And it said again, we want you to send $10,000 to your friend Paul back in your hometown. And I came out of that meditation, and I told my wife, I go, look, if I ever had the same dream twice, I would do whatever the dream was suggesting to me. There's something going on here, but this is a lot of money and everything. So my wife yeah. and I agreed, we'd send my friend Paul a $1,000 and say, Paul, we're your <laughs> good friend. If something's going on in your life, we're always here to help you. Anyway, we sent that note in the mail and a check. Four days later, the phone rings. It's my friend Paul. He, he, he was so emotional that I could barely understand it. But basically what he told me, he said he had gone a week earlier to his mom's grave site and yelled at it. If somebody didn't help him, he was going to kill himself. And mm, I, I said, Paul, oh what's God. going on? And he said, <sighs> two months ago, my 86-year-old father fell in the bathroom and broke his hip. And now he's in a nursing home where they say they're going to teach him how to walk, but I know they're never going to teach him how to walk again. And that's killing me. He said, I want $10,000 so I can build a disabled bathroom on my house, and my father can come live with me, and the state will give 40 hours of nursing care a week. He, he said, it's killing me to see my father in this nursing home. We sent him the money. He, he built the disabled bathroom onto the extra bedroom. His father lived with him for six and a half years. And, and at the end of it, people were calling him St. Paul because he, he could deal with any sort of situation. But, but what I'm trying to get to is you think it's just a lucid dream and it's just, oh, dreams are over there and they don't really connect to our waking life. If you begin to lucid dream and interact with your larger awareness directly in the lucid dream, I'll tell you, you're opening up clearer connections with your intuition or your inner awareness or whatever you want to call it, your spirit or whatever. Uh, I've just had fantastic events occur in my waking life because I listened to the little voice uh, that would that would suggest things, you know, park over there or do whatever. And sometimes my ego self can figure out, like, why? Why why do you want me to do that? And just, but every time I followed, I was so happy because something incredible would happen. Oh, I'm in tears. This is so beautiful. This is, this is so, I love, I love it when people can show how, dreams as wild and out there as they are can can help our world in a practical way in our in this this waking reality it's so incredible so now with with so many lucid dreams under your belt and having spent so much time in the world of lucid dreamers what's new what's on the cutting edge for you we have about a minute before the show wraps up so what's like something new and exciting for you you know 
it's always exciting for me to uh, watch people uh, heal themselves in lucid dreams, um, to, to use the power of intent to heal their physical body or their emotional self in lucid dreams. I, I just think I'll never, I'll never get over that. But, but the depth of lucid dreaming, I think, is really in discovering ourselves, the true beauty and spiritual depth of ourselves. And so, so, so that's why I really think we're cutting edges. Wow. I've learned so much on the show, Nancy, haven't you? Oh my gosh. So much. I love this. I love it. I'm going to listen to us again. (laughs) (laughs) And go to glidewing.com to find out more about Robert Wagoner's lucid dreaming classes. And I love the the whole sense about using your lucid dreams to help you conquer fear. And and in order to conquer that fear, there's, I I feel the subtext is this world, this world is on our side. And and this we can trust the path, and and this is a good life that we're in, even if we're confronting difficult things. So Robert Wagoner, thank you so much for joining us. Again, his book is Lucid Dreaming, Plain and Simple with Carolyn McCready, or Lucid Dreaming, Gateway to the Inner Self. Join us next week on our show. We're going to be interviewing Kathleen O'Keefe Cannabis about her dreams that can save your life. And that's going to be a juicy, juicy topic. So Nancy T, thank you so much. Robert Wagoner, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you, everyone. All right. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams lying down. May they all be very sweet, sweet dreams. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Laura Worcester, host of the Intuitive Life Podcast. As an intuitive medium and teacher working with the world of spirit, I love to share the peace that comes with the awareness that our departed loved ones are still with us. And I also love to help people explore what it means to live an intuitively led life. Start listening now on mindbodyspirit.fm or wherever you get your podcasts.